Back of the end zone. He'll run it out to the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh, my God. Davis is going to run it all the way back. Welcome back to another episode of The Rant. Today is Friday, January 15th, and let me tell you, it feels good. It feels good. You want to know why, Nick? Because we kicked the pants off of Indiana last <laughs> night. Uh, and it honestly should have been, it should have been even, it should have been a bigger win. But, I mean, anytime you win at IU is fantastic, and that now makes it 1,000. 791 days since the last time IU beat Purdue. IU, do do me a favor. Keep Archie Miller as the coach forever. Extend him, you know? Extend I, him. He's, you know what? He's doing more great years. things with the recruiting classes you're bringing in. He's really developing those players. I, I Listen, I've always been a big Archie Miller fan, and yeah. I think they should keep him around. I mean, he turned TJD into a stretch five, basically. <laughs> From what? A stretch five? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, God, okay. Dude, the jumper on that guy. Come there's on. a lot. There's a lot to get into. There's a lot to get into. Besides making fun of TJD. Yeah, I mean, we could go and okay. we could go at at length at nauseum, uh, about you know all the all the reasons why Indiana's program's in a horrible spot. But I mean, let's just take a moment and acknowledge the win streak. Eight straight versus IU. Nine of the last ten. And and Archie Miller still has not won a game against Purdue since he's gone to Indiana. He's 0-6 against Purdue. Proves he's a great coach, dude. Matt Painter's equal for sure. <laughs> yeah, they're clearly on the same level. Um <laughs> Jokes aside, well let's actually yeah, let's get into now. let's actually get into <laughs> some of the you know, some of the stats and kind of key takeaways from this game. So obviously, I mean, Purdue looked good. I'd say for the most part from start to finish, right? There was a couple moments that we'll get into where it was not so good. But you look at the stats, right? They shot well from the field. They shot outstanding from three. Uh, Free throw shooting was not great, but there's a stat I want to point out. That's the second most times Purdue's gotten to the line this season. So despite missing 11 free throws, which obviously you'd want, want to sure up, I'd say... Getting to the free throw line as much as we did was a huge, huge positive, in my opinion. Yeah, especially the guys <coughs> who are getting to the free throw line. Yeah. Right? I mean, okay, we expect Travion to get to the line because he's going to get hacked every single time he goes yeah. up. Well, and also, he's not a great free throw shooter and because he plays center. And and right? also Indiana's interior defense is, is n- not the it was We knew the that their interior yeah. defense was not good. But I'm happy that... You know, Brandon Brandon Newman Newman got to the line. Jaden Ivey got to the line. Even Gillis a little bit got to the line. That's what I want to see. Yeah, exactly. Travion's going to get to the line ten times a game. Yeah, and you know he's going to miss a bunch of free throws. Which I mean, a lot of our missed free throws came from him, right? Which is to be expected. Uh, Obviously, you want him to make them, but it's not a it's not an alarming. um, You know, it's not like it's coming from our guards necessarily. a Travion double double in this game, twenty two and ten. Uh, I mean, he looked great. 
as usual as he has the last couple games. I think uh, you know one of the biggest contributors in this game was Jaden Ivey off the bench, 13 points. But he had some he had some crucial buckets where either he drew fouls or it, they were kind of like cleanup layups where a missed shot or or an inbounds. There was one play, play in particular where off the inbounds, he caught the ball right underneath the basket, put it up, got the end one. Uh, so just like plays like that, he's he's he so nice much he's so aggressive, right? Compared to you know the starting guards Brandon Newman and Eric Hunter, who are definitely a little bit more passive, right? They pass the ball around, they they take longer in the shot clock for them to to really start looking for a shot. Whereas there were a couple times where Jaden Ivey, you could tell he was he was pushing the tempo a little bit and he was pushing towards the rim, uh, which w- was nice to see. I think it's interesting how our two starting guards can hit a lot of threes this game, but uh, still can't hit a layup for yeah. like, the third game in a row. <laughs> Listen, <coughs> I will, I will take it. You know, obviously, because yeah. the three-point shot is so crucial for this team, right? And and considering our guards don't usually take a lot of layups, you know, we shot unbelievably well from three. Yeah, well, the four point we shot we shot sixty-five percent from three, right? Yeah. And and we only took 17 threes, which is, is low, right, for Purdue. So I feel like their shot selection was a lot more selective this game. They were like, I, I, I don't know how to describe well, it. a lot less chucked up mid-range jumpers well, it's also that like, were bricks it's that we like, were complaining about in the last couple of weeks. Because they were making them early, right, I feel like it was one of those things where they they knew that was something they could turn to so they were like you know what we'll try and work it down low and then that worked too so they didn't need to shoot threes right especially because like they were leading for the most part this game and as we mentioned i used interior defense they could not stop you know a leaky faucet right down low so you know playing to travion and playing through the paint was all that Purdue really needed to do down the stretch of the game. So I, I, I'm not mad that they didn't shoot a lot of threes. Obviously, they, they made the majority of them. Well, there just weren't a lot of field goals in general. Mm-hmm. Right? 47. I don't know if that's Ten a less season than I low. Eat. I don't know if that's a season low, right? But it's close. I can get Because we were talking about we usually wanted to be around 60, right? And 47. I mean, that is, that is the season low by that is the actually season, I, I was quite a bit. Say, yeah, that is the season low. That is the season low, and and there's, there's nothing wrong with that, that. because guess what? They made the most of the, they yeah. made the most of each possession, right? IU had ten more field goals than them and lost by twelve, right? And now obviously we can talk about <laughs> IU missed thirteen free throws, right? Well, but yeah. but listen, I'm not gonna sit here and say that's the only reason Purdue won because Purdue missed eleven free throws, right? You know, yeah, it, both teams missed a ton of free throws, so that's I'm not. A lot of that also <clears throat> comes. The reason we didn't take more field goals is because we had 14 turnovers, right? Yeah, there I was mean, a, specifically a stretch where we probably had five in about three yeah, minutes. Yeah, let's so. get into that actually. So oh, there's about there's about four to five minutes it, towards the end of the first half where looked like the monster. Purdue, took our talent. the thing is, Purdue was up like you know, 15 points, 10, if, yeah, 15, 10 maybe. 15 points if I remember correctly, right? And then there was just a stretch where. When we were passing it across the top of the key, there were like four straight possessions where we just threw it out, out of bounds. bounds, threw it away, or just to threw it IU to IU defender. player. And they got, I mean, they got, I think they cut the lead down to four at halftime. Yeah. And and I was just like, 
what happened? It really looked like they kind of fell asleep yep. and just forgot how to play basketball for a few minutes there. And it's a shame because had that not happened, right? Purdue would have won this game by 20 minimum. But they well, yeah. let IU back in the game. It's a little bit of a nerve-wracking moment. Fair, this is a fair this is a fair stat line, right? Because Purdue did shoot kind of nutty from three. Yeah. I right. missed a bunch of free throws. Purdue missed a bunch of free throws. Purdue, we know, is a turnover-prone kind of team. We rank, yeah. I think, second to last in the Big Ten in amount of turnovers given up. A lot of fouls. I think a fair margin of victory, considering like all things taken into account, I think mm. 10 to 12 is, is a fair margin of victory when these two teams both play at their average level. Yeah. And, I mean, I saw so many things, again, I could go on for hours about this, but I saw so many things after the game that was like, oh, this IU team is so much more talented than Purdue. They just coach better. And no, and let me, just, let, me just, let, me just, let me just put that to bed. This IU team is not more talented than this Purdue team, and if you think that, you're kidding yourself. I mean, no, I mean TJD, is TJD, a, TJD yeah. was a, right, like a highly touted recruit, so was Christian Lander. But guess what? Christian Linder barely played last night, and TJD has no jump shot, and he has no left hand or uh, no right hand or whatever. He no offhand. He, 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 the thing is, he he kind of dominated us early, and they got whatever they want down low because Purdue obviously also not the best interior defending team. But towards the end of the game, they had him. They had him figured out, and he was forcing so much up, and he was a lot less effective. Right. Well, Aaron Wheeler is the right matchup for him. Obviously. Aaron Wheeler, and Mason Gillis, because they're they're longer and more athletic, and yeah, they're not as tall as him necessarily, but they have the they're length and the the movement capabilities to to guard him and get in his way. Right. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the advanced metrics, Aaron Wheeler was the second best defensive player for Purdue. So. Yeah, but I I mean, again, you can't highlight enough how well Purdue shot from three that game. Again, Newman, Hunter, and Stefanovic, all starters. They each had two Ivy had a minimum of well. two made threes. Jaden Ivey shot two of two from three and he's not he hasn't shown us that he is like a steady shooter this season. Uh you know, he has his moments, but the, the one the one thing I will say about Jaden and we were watching the game together and Lee can assert how many times I said this. There's sometimes where he catches the ball, right, mm-hmm. and the guard is maybe like a step slow, and yeah. he'll pass it or do a dribble handoff, and I'm just screaming at the TV, like, Jaden, just cook this dude. <laughs> it's It was so obvious. What was the name of the, the, the dude who looks like, yeah, the guy who looks like the high school musical kid. <laughs> um, where it's it's Trey Galloway or, or Finnessy, anybody that's not uh, Franklin. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, at this point, Painter should be screaming at him, just cook this guy. Because it's going to, at the rim, it's going to be a foul. Mm-hmm. Right? Or it's going to be a made layup. At least yeah. there's a pretty good chance of that. And it was proven time and time. Whenever he did go at them, he had whatever he wanted to. When it wasn't Armand Franklin on him, he had whatever he wanted against whoever was guarding him. Well, and it's one of those things I always talk about. In college basketball, driving is so effective, right? Because even if you're not a good finisher, guess what? The amount of fouls that get called... There's not good rim protectors! Yeah. There's not well, that many just, good rim protectors in college. the amount of fouls that get called, right, when people drive in college basketball is so high that if you drive, 
right? If even if you don't make it, guess what? You're probably gonna get fouled. And and in college, even if you miss the shot, right, and you just get two free throws and you get the foul though, putting someone in foul trouble is one of the one of the easiest and most effective things you can do in college basketball. Like there's I just don't understand why driving isn't more it's because a, a lot of guys don't have the ability to do it against collegiate defenders right but if you're Jaden ivy and you do let, let me be brutal okay and it's gonna sound really bad i don't care <laughs> most guard defense in college unless you're one of the few nba bound guards is hustle defense i'm yeah. sorry that's what it is right unless mm-hmm. you're a guy who is even remotely with a chance of going to the league most of these guys don't have the foot speed to play proper defense on a guy who know, on a guy who knows how to. Drive. Even in the NBA, there aren't that many really good on-ball defenders, right? Mm-hmm. So in college, there's even less of them. Mm-hmm. It's mostly just oh, I'm a hustle really hard and get in your face. If you have actual good dribble moves and you're fast, you cook people in college. <laughs> Look what Carson Edwards did. Carson Edwards, there was not a guy in the Big Ten who could stay in front of him. There was a guy in the country who could stay uh, in front of him. Yeah, I mean, he did and, it and to Virginia defenders, right? And yeah, that's like, the, who, that's who like were, standard. Who were NBA well, that's also like the guards. standard of that's like a standard of excellence in terms of like college defense, right? Yeah, was, right. Was and Virginia. I'm not saying that any of the guys on on Purdue are that, but you're also not going up against Virginia defenders. You're going up against High School Musical and Rob <laughs> Finnessy. So, <laughs> and he did it a couple times. There's there's times where I'm like, don't settle for a jumper. Just cross this guy over. And I know it's like, oh, we don't want him to be selfish. We're on the basketball. No, he's the guy who I want to be selfish because he's the one dude on the team who actually has the ability to drive against collegiate level defenders. Mm-hmm. None of our other guards have that ability to do that consistently. Mm-hmm. They'll do it if the guy's like really off step. But I'm talking about line the guys up one on one, put the ball in his hand and go. He's the only guy on the team who can do that. So I want him to do it more, yeah. especially against a team. That doesn't have a really great rim protector. Yeah. And how many teams in the country really have an elite rim protector? Like five. <laughs> it's true. Speaking of rim protectors, let's uh, talk about one of the areas that we talked about last night that was kind of just tough to watch. Oh, uh, oh man. And that's, I mean, that's Zach Eady. All right. And and let me preface this. kind of came by, back to earth. Let me, let me preface this by saying I knew this would happen, right? And I tried not to get my hopes up early. And... Obviously, he's still a freshman, and he started playing basketball like two years ago, whatever it is. So I'm keeping that all in mind, right? But Zach Eady, at this point in time, Zach Eady is, is is just not very good, right? He's great to have on our team, right? Because he's seven four, and even at seven four, he's not even completely... not very good. You do stuff, yeah. He's not completely <laughs> pointless. But at the at the current time, he, I mean, he did literally nothing last game. He missed all four shots he took, right? And they were all oh, man, Tony Snelling. They were all close shots that a seven foot four player should make in college. I don't, sorry, I don't, I don't care how you know new York to the game stuff like that. He didn't get any boards. Drop it in two the fouls <laughs> and a turnover. I mean, and the fouls were ugly fouls right, too. And and the thing is, the other thing as I was telling Nick yesterday when we were watching the game is just he offers you so little on the floor right now. Because he's on the floor for nine minutes is what he played last night. He's on the floor for a blink of the game. And they're not stretches of nine minutes, right? It's like two, four and a half minute. Not even. It's like even. It's like a, a it's bunch of clubs. Right? And so <laughs> he's not in the game to get any sort of rhythm offensively, right? The only offense he really has at this point is 
is dunks. Offensive rebounds and putbacks, yeah. Yeah, but even his dunks are not reliable, as we've seen, which I guess, again, is very fixable, so I'm not worried about it. His hands are terrible, right? Every time a, b- a ball bounces to him, it pops out or someone pokes it away. He doesn't. His awareness isn't there yet. And again, he's new to the sport. I get it. I'm not. I'm not gonna say this is a make or break thing to the team, but he is a thousand percent fallen down to earth. The first two games he had obviously were really special, really entertaining because he's seven foot four, and at the end of the day, things aren't can... that many seven foot four well, people around. <laughs> Things can come pretty easily for someone who's seven foot four. So I'm not saying all of a sudden he's completely incapable of getting like four boards and you know a couple points. No, he's completely capable of doing that. But I'm just saying this yeah. game is kind of a reality check, I think, for a lot of Purdue fans to realize like, oh, he's still very raw and really not that great. Yeah, people right were now. Ex- who were expecting Rudy Gobert to just yeah, show people up were like, expecting eh. like. And I was telling Nick this last night. Obviously, there are things that Edie already does better than Harms. But here's the thing. I think people are expecting him to be harms and more right away, and that's not it. They're different kinds of because, player also. Because guess what? As much as we gave Matt Harms uh, a lot of flack for not being a good rebounder, considering he was 7-3, he, Matt Harms had post moves, even though he was right not very strong, so he couldn't always use them. He had somewhat reliable post moves, right? He, had he was a very mobile. He had a jump shot. like He could knock down a three if he needed to. And guess what? Matt Harms was still a great shot blocker. And Edie, Although he was more of a weak side blocker, though. Edie, we've seen him be a good shot blocker so far. We know he will be because he's so huge and his arms are so long. We've seen him have, have good rebounding moments, right, where he, like, goes up and grabs boards, which is a welcome sight. But offensively, he's, he's, just so he's essentially a net zero right now that it's going to be a while before we see a Zach Edie that is, is truly a good player. Here's the thing that I that I want to say about this because I was, we were talking about this last night. You know when he had a a really rough stretch where he had a couple misses back to back and then he had a really ugly foul. The one thing I appreciate about him over Harms and I was kind of trying to, we were arguing this back and forth is, Harms just, for me. Harms played too much like Kristaps and he didn't have all of that skill set. It's like I understand. Everybody wants everybody who's seven three now wants to be Kristaps. Yeah, I mean that's right. The and it's like at the end of the day, most of you aren't Kristaps. Most of you are, you know, Ivica Zubac. Yeah, just a big dude who's there to take up space. I'm sorry if that's mean, but no, that's get true. rebound set picks. That's that's yeah, that's like that's what your job is, right? There aren't that many super skilled seven footers out there, and those who are usually don't come from American colleges <laughs> to be brutal, right? They just don't. Because that's not the way we train centers. So, for me, I appreciate that he's very physical, right? Which Harms was no, not. Yeah, he was kind of a little bit soft, right? But I also understand that Haas knew how to play basketball. And Zach Eady kind of doesn't, right? And I mean, you Haas don't really... would be yeah. fantastic. No, Haas, sorry, Harms. Yeah. Haas was better than Harms. Yeah, Eady's prototype is if he can just become... A reliable finisher down low and a shot blocker. Even yeah, even twenty percent of what Coburn is, right? Because obviously he's never going to be athletically what well, and that Coburn mobile, is. No. Yeah, but he's also way bigger, right? Just height naturally. Wise. Height wise. Yeah, height wise. Let's let's be clear. Yeah, height wise, which is kind of what matters, right? 
so if you can become a, because even Hashim the Beat, right, who was kind of a meme in the actually not even kind of was a meme in the NBA. Hashim the Beat at UConn was an animal. I mean, the dude was like averaging what six blocks a game with twelve rebounds and like fifteen points. There's a reason he went number two in the draft. Right, even Taco Fall, who's also kind of a meme in the NBA, he was amazing at UCF. Mm. Yeah. That's what Edie's prototype is, not Kristaps. Right, yes. and and Harms thought he was Kristaps and tried to be Kristaps instead of just being Taco Fall or Hashim Thabit. Yeah, right. Which is they just didn't have the skill set to be that. Well, I so just... he's gonna need three years before we even begin to see what he could be. Yeah, I mean, again, he's still very clearly learning. Not even basketball-wise, right? Because if he's smart, he'll pick it up. And he doesn't seem like a dumb guy. No, right? No, I have no not issue. at all. I have no no concern of him not it's, like, picking it's, it up. It's but also it's just, physically. It's very clear, though, he is still learning the game. I mean, yeah. the amount of times he gets called for, you know, like a three-second violation. Or, or over the back and stuff like that. Over the back. It's just like, it's clear he's still learning the game, and that's fine. Yeah. But I'm just saying, but, but people the, need uh, to lower their expectations. Yeah. Because I, I also just mean athletically, right? I mean, we, well, we yes. watch him move. And we just like we cringe when he tries to jump or, or he tries to, you know, kind of move around a defender like the Purdue weight training staff assign one guy on the weight training staff just for him, because if it works out, you get a cheat code because there just aren't that many seven foot four humans on Earth, let alone playing college basketball. Yeah. But it's going to take time. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. At least Ethan Morton hit a jumper. That was Ethan, nice. Ethan Morton played well last night. I mean, yeah. In the seven minutes he, he had. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, that's efficient, right? Like, you yeah. want him to do something in the few minutes he's getting playing time. No, young guys. Again, look, right? It's, the it's young guys he really knows what he's doing. Just just... good for Purdue last night. I mean, yeah. you look at, you have the two redshirt freshman starters, Newman, 12, six boards, two steals, a block, and an assist, right? And then you have Gillis, also redshirt freshman, seven boards, six rebounds, one assist, and he played great defense all game. Um, and then you go to the bench. Obviously, we just mentioned Edie, not so great. But then you have Ivy with 13, 2, he played 2, great. and 1, right? One steal. And then you had Ethan Morton in his 7 minutes, 3 points, 2 boards. And, you know, no turnovers, no fouls. So you have... The fouling was kind of ugly, though, not going to lie. I mean... To speak about fouling. Yeah, not for the Morton, fouling on both teams. Anything, but again, the fouling I, I wouldn't, ugly. I, college, college basketball has a lot of fouls in general. Big Ten, obviously, specifically has, has a lot of fouls. Yes, it was kind of sloppy in terms of the number of fouls being called, but there were also just a lot of calls that were made that just they should have let them play on. I mean, I'm not gonna go too deep into those because anyone that watched the game knows that that the whistle was blown every other second. Yeah. Uh, Purdue finally gets a home game on Sunday. That's f- They had four straight road games. They were supposed yeah, to have that Nebraska one at Mackey, but we all know that got postponed. The Lions. Four straight road games for Purdue. They finally go home Sunday. Yep, as you mentioned, they play Penn State. Very winnable game. Very winnable. Oh, yeah. uh, hey, Penn even St- Ken Palm has us winning. Penn Look at State, that. We're Penn getting State is love. one of the few games in the Big Ten that is, that is a must. You know, that... Well, all the good teams are going to beat the hell out of them, so you have to beat the hell out of them if you want to be a good team. And Purdue, I mean, two and two in that four-game road stretch is is fantastic in this year's Big Ten. Purdue's what sixth and sixth in the conference right now. There's a lot of ties, also, right? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of ties still early, but four and three in conference right now is is definitely very favorable for Purdue. 
And uh, again, Penn State's a great opportunity to to build on that. And it's a weird schedule to let in the next couple days. Uh, there's just a bunch. It's a weird amount of time between. So yeah, we got Penn State Sunday, and then there's Ohio State Tuesday. And then, then they play on Friday as well. So it's a very short turnaround just in the next week or so. And Ohio State, Michigan, both ranked Michigan, as we all know, still undefeated. Blew the doors off of Wisconsin. But let's stay talking about Penn State. Let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. Yeah. So looking at their stati- season statistics, so they actually average more points scored than Purdue. Not by much. Defensively, they're awful. Well, yes, yeah. I mean, they they are really bad. They're they they give up twelve points more per game than Purdue does, and they play a weaker schedule. Their defense is really, really, really. Yeah, bad. I mean, the one the couple players, a couple players that obviously returned from last year, uh, Isaiah Brockington, Miles yeah, Dredd, and Myron Jones, all kind of lit up Purdue last year in their game, but. Otherwise, this this Penn State team is a very young team, and like in years past, they've had players that always kind of make us nervous, make make Purdue fans nervous. I think of oh my gosh, who's the guy that just graduated for them? Lamar Stevens. Uh, he was a beast. Josh Reeves a couple years ago was also very good. Um, yeah, they always have like one or two players. Tony Carr, uh, like three years ago, was that guy for them. They always have guys that, you know, make you nervous. But this year, their team is just so young. Obviously, they have a new coach as well. And and Purdue's kind of building some momentum and getting hot. So, again, another another game that they really should win. And there aren't a ton of excuses to, to lose. I will know? say the one thing we don't want to do in this game is turn this game into a three-point shooting contest and a track meet. Because that's mm-hmm. the only thing that they're really, really good at. These guys can shoot the hell out of the ball. Yeah. Well, and right? that's what happened last year, and Penn State yeah. didn't miss that game. And they're, it was... they're shooting 38% on the season from three, which is higher than Purdue, I think. 72% from the line, right? And not so great from two. So we want them to take interior shots. We do not want to turn this into a who can shoot more three-pointers and run faster contest because we're going to lose that. They're not a super great rebounding team, although they're not terrible. Mm-hmm. And defensively, they're bad. The one good so, thing for Purdue let's here... Let's grind it out. That's the one good thing for Purdue here is that, I mean, Penn State's only played seven games. They've yeah. they've had, had a lot four of straight games. games postponed. So Penn State hasn't played in forever. So that's one advantage that Purdue has here, that they're getting... They're getting yes, you could say, oh, well, they're super well-rested. Yeah, but they're also ice cold. They haven't played since yeah. December 30th, right? So that's another huge, huge, huge advantage for Purdue that kind of makes this a must-win game. I mean, the last game they played was was IU, right? The three conference games they played were Michigan, Illinois, IU. And, they, I mean, besides the Illinois game, they were close against Michigan, and they took IU to o- OT. Um, but, yeah, they really yeah, haven't played. We know IU's not that good, as yeah, much but, as they want to say. But they, their, their, their schedule really hasn't been amazing. Nothing really jumps out jumps out at you. Uh, let's see. Okay. They beat Virginia Tech by twenty, so I guess that actually. I mean, they beat VCU. That's not bad. They beat Virginia Tech, who was ranked fifteen Tech at the by time. twenty. But, yeah. I mean, again, it's gonna be like every other time you play 
a young Big Ten team that have nothing to lose. Yeah, and they're just gonna jack up shots and 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 they hit them. Try and outscore you, and they, I mean, well, they the, hit them. Penn, Penn State's mantra is also just we're gonna try and outscore you because we know our defense is not very good, right? And that's why I think that we don't want to do that. The good because... thing, though, I will say, a, another really guard-heavy team. You look at the you look at the big men for Penn State. They don't really have a true center, and I mean that's if you're Travion Williams, you're licking your chops because like in past years they've had guys like Mike Watkins, right, who's there for thirty years. I feel like who was you know seven feet tall, and. That's all he he was there to do was just be a shot blocker and just get in the well, way. Well, I mean, Harar kind of plays that ish, but he's not really a center. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. He's he's about the same height and he's smaller than Travion. I, you know, my money's on Travion. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I think the other thing is the other thing is right. This is another one of those games we we talked about. It. Their guards are not great defensively, right? They're great yeah. offensively. They have one or two guards that are pretty good defensively. This is another game. If you're Jaden Ivey, I'm going to be screaming at the TV when you get the ball. Just cook him. Mm. Like, unless it's one of the two guards on their team who know how to play defense, it's a whole lot of nonsense defensively from both the guards and the bigs. So if you can beat that first line and get into the paint, it's a foul or it's an uncontested layup and a dunk because, they again, they don't have a real rim protector. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are not they, that many teams in the Big Ten that have a real rim protector. So no, there isn't. And, and this is a game where Travion... They again, really don't. I expect yeah, Travion's Travion's smack a heavy people. dose of Travion as we as we have been getting the last couple games. And Let's make this low scoring, please. Let's play good defense. I mean, let's just... make it low scoring for them and let's just... No, you know out. what I mean. I like mean, slow I possession. Know, like I know not, what you mean. Yeah, not a track meet. I will say, I'm looking at their, their roster kind of breakdown. They play, what, like eight deep? I mean, they play a lot more guys than I would have guessed. Um, yeah, they play a lot. They play a lot of – because they play fast, right? So their guys need rest. Yeah. But, I mean, they're three and four. They're, they're last in the Big Ten. Again, they haven't played in I don't think they're the weeks. worst team in the Big Ten, though. They're not. They're definitely not the worst team in the Big Ten. We'll see. I mean, they're not worse than Nebraska. Nebraska's awful. Yeah, but they they play eight guys consistently, and then some other guys get in here or there. But I don't. I expect the eight guys: Brockington, Jones, Sessoms, Lundy, Dread, Harar, Wheeler, and Buttick. I mean, again, I I, I already kind of I minutes. already had a strong feeling that Purdue would would look good in this game, but. Knowing that Penn State hasn't played, hasn't played in over while, two weeks yeah. is like, I mean, that is... Again, let's go out with this game, move on to other more important stuff. Yeah, because, again, you also need to make this game as low stress as possible because you have two well, big games. Yeah, and again, over. if we want to consider ourselves a good team, what you do beat- good teams do to bad teams? You don't just beat them, you beat the brakes off of them, right? I mean, that's what good teams do. Yeah. Look at Iowa. You, I, I, when Iowa plays these guys, I think it was postponed. But when Iowa plays these guys, they are going to absolutely hang the house on them. <laughs> well, hopefully, Purdue can can do that. This Illinois Sunday. did that. Illinois hung the house on them. Put a hundred on them. Right. Yeah. So, uh, hopefully go. being hopefully being at Mackey will help make that yeah. a little easier. 
even without hey, fans. But that's we have really good record at Mackey on those rims. That's uh, that's this Sunday. It's at one o'clock, I believe. Uh, we'll have the we'll have our reaction to that. Hopefully that the day of, uh, since it's an earlier game. Um, so until then, we'll see you next time.